This is how you handle with care. Sometimes I don't feel like I can handle much of anything. Some days you're just begging for the pendulum to rest. While I continue searching for the sun and putting behind me a year of inconsistencies, I'm feeling feeble about my weight loss journey. Part of me is elated that I'm nearing to cross the 60 pounds lost threshold. The other part is my lack of wanting to do anything meaningful and that's causing the feet to lose its shine. It stems from a year of depression and hitting a wall last week that's causing this turmoil. I partially wish to write to my friends and family not to give up on me as I decline their calls in favor of text messages. There's just simply nothing new to talk about, and I don't really have the time to drone on in calls that could be summed up into messages. I used to be a huge phone person, and now it could, if it could be said in like text or email, that is way my preferred mode of communication. It's probably because of my communication uh, starting and ending with my relationship that is consistently teetering on derailment every few days. As the threat of another year of staying indoors, no festivals, concerts, or shows in sight, uh, he and I are nearing that peak of impossible problems. He is someone who likes to hold it in and process eternally, and I am an erupting volcano of emotions that results in communication breakdown and resentment. For lack of better explanation, I can't seem to know when to shut the fuck up, and he can't seem to figure out when to speak up. I overanalyze, he simplifies. I get worked up, he shuts down. I put it all out into the world to read and see and hear, and he keeps it under lock and key. How do the best relationships make it to 20, 40, 60 years? And what is it about being stuck in the throes of stress and hardship that is killing his and my want to continue rowing through this storm in the same boat together? Whether or not Jan and I survived the hurricane remains to be seen, not for being devoid of love or adoration for one another, but for the changing of our persons over the year that changed us all. Are we the same people who came into this together before COVID struck? And will we be stronger when it's over? Or just a couple of weather-worn lost lovers mourning what could have been? I suppose time will tell. As for the week itself, I've found myself cautiously optimistic that I'll be going home to see my family at the end of the month, as their respective areas have been officially moved out of red zones. I'm also anxious for my doctor's appointment, and despite the new CPAP mask I received not actually making things better, I'm swapping it out for something new. What's become socially isolating is the Hunger Games that has become each respective member of our family. While we lie and tame the two of us, the kids are each feeling their own bitterness and resentment of what lockdown and pandemic has become for each of them in their lives. The lack of social integration, and don't pretend that masks at school are in some way making up for the void of playdates, sleepovers, and all the rest of it. And with starting high school or navigating a life back from major surgery, Alex's scoliosis repair recovery going very well, arduous, but well, or being laid off from work and figuring out how to go back. Colby went back for his first shift last night after being off work for two months. Each of these kids are feeling the pressure just like we are, but in their own ways. And with the two of us attempting to find our footing, whether together or apart, life can seemingly feel messy. Back to the weight loss portion. I feel again with this routine, this healthy eating, getting down to a smaller size, exercising every day. I don't know where I'd be without it. And I don't know where I'd be tomorrow. It's the one shred of my identity that has been the constant. And while so much of who I am seems to be slipping away, this one piece is beating like a heart and pulsating over the rest of my unknown. 
I logged a run outdoors this past weekend for the first time since last fall. The crisp air, ducking around mushy mud and pockets of snow, finding myself speeding up and then slowing down, my breathless panting. It was like a soothing dream come to rest over me again. I never took myself for a runner. But being outside where the sun could shoot its rays and I didn't have to rely on the drumming hum of the treadmill to soothe my aching soul, well, it's tough to sum up how incredible it felt to be outside. I felt alive for the first time in a very, very long time. And now a fork in the road. With the days getting longer, the sadness getting stronger, the desire to get somewhere other than here, I find myself asking, what is next? Who are you? Who have you become? What do you want? What do you need? Who do you want to be? And who are you now? This existential crisis is alerting me that my 30s are nearing an end. My final trip around the sphere before I welcome a new decade next year. Will I be ready? Will I have taken everything I learned from this year and be stronger or look for the flags and avoid? Regardless, I feel like each of us are going to walk away from this with a new perspective on ourselves. Either stoic in the nostalgia of what a year lockdown meant for our mental well-being or Grateful that we endured the brink of disaster and came back with a better understanding of how to care for our fellow human, our partners, our kids, our families, our colleagues. Maybe it's both. Today, I couldn't handle the truth. I couldn't handle being told that I had become bitter and resentful and that I am unlikable. Maybe all these things are true. Maybe a jog in the sun is going to help alleviate what the worst of me has bubbled to the surface. Maybe I need to seek happy somewhere else. But whatever else happens, wherever I get to where I'm going... I hope that I take the truth with me, whether I can handle it or not. You can if you want to.